Hello friends, I'm your host Chris Thrill, I'm a former Royal Marines Commando, I've adventured for better and sometimes worse across 80 countries on all seven continents. Welcome to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Anthony, how are you my friend? I'm doing very well indeed Chris, thank you so much for having me on the show. This is one, I've been doing a tour of shows, but I really wanted to do this one. So now I've bought the t-shirt. First off, um, massive congratulations on your book. Having written oh, a thanks. few, having written a few <laughs> books, so I know that then, you know, it's quite a commitment to get a book. Your, your, one, your one's done better than mine. That's not fair. We should uh, have socialist redistribution so that we can redistribute half of your book sales to mine to make them equal. Well, don't you think that's kind of the way with all this, what I call the agenda? Right. It's the way the planet's going, isn't it? Pe- people can rock up with a crayon, write the worst book in the world. They get a winner's medal. If they get, yeah, if they get the, the, if they get the media attention. So, yeah, there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of resentment of success. And I feel to some degree, or, or of competence or of being good at things. And I feel to some de- or having done well for yourself. Um, so I feel like so, to a degree, people are building their own prison, which I think we'll get to uh, with today's topic, because of their resentment of people more successful than them. They want the government to control the economy more, but they don't actually realise that when the government controls the economy more, the economy is made up of them, and they will be controlled more as well. And they don't realise that... that- they're just looking at the three-dimensional material aspect, mm-hmm. aren't they? Mm-hmm. They they mm-hmm. don't realise that. Give me eight million pounds and, and an unhappy life. I, I, yeah, I, I can. I, I'd rather live the life that I have, right, and, and live in paradise every day because I've understood the, you know, the yeah. the, the higher higher dimensional aspect of life, and and uh, I know how to access it now, which I, I didn't know before. Well, it's just that, isn't it? Jealousy and anger is all low violence. You know, it's, it's so, our animal qualities. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, from, I've not said this before in a show, so you, it's kind of like something I've been noticing or working on. And I know your audience likes it because they're into the higher dimensional stuff. Um, I felt like if you always got a material reward every time you did something right and you got somehow materially punished every time you did something wrong, you'd never know who was good and who was not. And you'd never learn to listen to yourself because you just do everything good so you get a reward and you just avoid bad things so you get a punishment. It would be kind of like clockwork orange. And what I realized looking back on my life was there was some periods where I was working really hard and I didn't have any money what I realized is it would in some way it was good to not get acknowledged as soon as I did any good work because over that period of time I learned to really refine myself to learn to listen to myself and do things just because I found them rewarding inherently and I think uh, at the risk of sounding self-congratulatory um, or something like that, I think it comes through in my style of writing because you can see that my writing is very simple, chatty, easy to understand. And that takes a long time to develop. But I always got, especially in this book, more feedback saying, oh, I love your style than even in the content. 
And I know you probably appreciate that as a writer, like refining your style is such a, an art, you know, and you have to really love it. You have to really want it to read nicely. Oh, you hit the nail on the head. When I wrote Eating Smoke, I remember a friend said to me, you know, I'd, I'd completed the first draft of the manuscript and I, I'm self-taught. I I taught myself English in the Marines mm -hmm. in a correspondence course. Wow, good um, for you. And um, I, I, the, 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 big, the key to the door for me with writing was I had a friend who did the correspondence course before me. He did the whole course. It was over the obviously over the course of a year. And and then you bless you. Thank <laughs> the, you. The silent zoom 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 sneeze. All <laughs> oh, right, yeah, I muted because uh, I, I didn't want to sneeze on your audience. I didn't want them to get COVID. Yeah. <laughs> all the um all the um what am I saying? All the all the little zoom life is life is evolving. It's all about zoom tricks now, so Nobody knows that that's full of vodka. <laughs> right, good one. Nobody knows that I'm I'm not listening to you in my headphones. I'm listening to ACDC because I'm bored already. <laughs> is it at least is it at least one of the good ones? Is it Bon Scott era? <laughs> Mate, you're gonna show me up now because uh, you don't know anything. My friend, about I know my friend Matthew Pritchard is very big on um, on ACDC. Mm. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah, what. When I wrote my book, uh, I got the first. Yeah, that was right. I did English um, uh, in the Marines, and uh, my friend did the course for a year. And he he said to me, "Chris, you should just put in for it. You know, you get a free um, GCSE, nice pay, one, paid pay for by the military." So I actually ended up doing three, and I add to the two O levels I got in school, folks. If you don't know what an O level is, it's like the old GCSE. So I got five, which you know didn't make me feel as thick as I used uh, to. Yeah, you'd brought up to feel thick. Yeah, and my nan always said, if you do one thing, Chris, get your maths in English. She or, she went to, I think she went to her deathbed saying, saying yeah. that, and I, I eventually did it, bless her. But what he said, my, my friend come round my house and uh, he said, he said, Chris, when you do this correspondence course, English, he says, don't write like, Say you got to do an essay on a prisoner. Don't write the prisoner sat in his cell. He said, what you write is beams of light shone through the rusting iron bars on the mm. window. Yeah. Rebounding around the room, filling the room with light, filling the prisoner's soul with hope. Wow. hope oh, wow. And freedom, right? I'm like, I get it. Writing is about bullshit. <laughs> we went, yes. And that was it. That was it. That's all yeah. he taught. That's all That's he taught really me. Good. That's yeah, really but, good. But but makes it so tangible. It makes it so tangible. I sent off my first lesson. I might have sent off two. You po post them off mm -hmm. to the teacher and they mark them and send them back. Or not teacher, just a marker. Mm -hmm. The second one, uh, the first one come back. A, a plus, right? The, I'm a guy that failed English. I got ungra ungraded at school, right? Come back A plus. The second one come back, you know, A, A plus, A minus, whatever. It was an A. And there was a little post-it note and said, your English is so good. Don't, don't wait the year out. Take the exam that's coming up next month. 
So mm. I went into that exam, cheated, obviously. Um, I mean, who doesn't cheat in an exam? <laughs> I had everything tattooed on my... No, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I took in um, a thesaurus, right? Because you're allowed to take a dictionary. So I just took the cover off a dictionary and stuck it onto a thesaurus because <laughs> I didn't need a dictionary, but I did right. need a, I did need to improve my vocabulary. So right. uh, there we go. You didn't uh, hear that, folks. Um, sorry, Anthony, we're talking about my writing, and uh, I know, I'm, I know, I'm really enjoying it. We could do a whole show uh, on writing, and like you, your friend said, with the the light shining through the rusty bars of the present, I'm always looking for a for a device. Even when I write about the pharmaceutical industry, I try and start each section with a story so that it's not just all facts and figures. I'm all about like using devices to make it interesting to read. Universal basic income. It's not the run of the mill thing that you think someone would write about. Okay. So I'm guessing you've got a bit of a passion for for for, for justice and equality. Right. Well, I was a bit of an economics geek and I got into liberty. Well, once I got into libertarianism, uh, which are kind of one and the same, because if you understand economics, you tend to become libertarian minded. But what I felt like was in the free the freedom movement, which is a, in a sense a much bigger movement now, because all people have come in from COVID skepticism and this and, that, and and other areas that were at the time when I became a libertarian. There is a lot of ways that libertarian policies would solve poverty or reduce poverty, but people didn't understand them. Libertarians didn't talk about them much. And I thought, well, the 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 left are always talking about poverty, 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 poverty. And they think that if you like free markets and capitalism, you must just hate the poor. And so I kind of wrote UBI to address that. It's a little bit of a Trojan horse. It's called UBI for and against. And I did try and mount the best argument I could in favour of UBI or like collect the eyes. But while fundamentally I'm against it. So it's the only comprehensive critique of the UBI scheme that I'm aware exists. Um, the middle section is a bunch of essays saying, if you implemented these policies, everyone would be so rich, you wouldn't need a UBI. Um, and that was the real material that I wanted to get across to people, how the government has interfered in housing and made the cost of accommodation so high, how when the government stops us importing things from poor countries, it means that people here don't have access to cheap goods, and it means that the third world stays impoverished forever because we won't, we won't buy their damn stuff and send them our money. How regulations increase the size of um, the cost of goods, etc., etc. I go through several different ways that you just need to get the government out of the economy, stupid. And for you know, for a hundred years or more uh, after the industrial revolution, the government was relatively small, and people's standard of living went really high. But also that there was real risks to the UBI in terms of totalitarian control. And I was one of the first people to point this out 
I, I put up an essay on Mises.org called Universal Basic Income, Utopian Dream or, or Dystopian Nightmare. And I'm gratified or maybe not to see that tons and tons of people have made a similar case to what I made several years ago. And especially since lockdowns, especially since Chinese credit score, especially since them throwing everyone off YouTube and Twitter, more and more people have been making the argument that um, about the UBI. I'll let you come back on that and we can expand. Yes. So I guess we should explain for our one. <laughs> what are UBI? <laughs> yeah, for our, because um, it's not a concept I guess everyone's familiar with. Right. Thanks very much. Um, never take for granted what you know when you're broadcasting. So, okay. Uh, yeah, so you, you, know, you got to remember all the military podcasts like, or chats with veterans. Think of all the jargon they come out with. And like, well, oh, yeah, that's you're, true. You're not that talking is... to the lads now or the, or the lasses. You're, you're talking to the public. That's so true. And, and, and that's one of the things I find so interesting about your show, you know, you go from talking to people who have just done extreme things with their life to um, boring economists talking about the UBI. Actually, I've lived all over the world as well, Mexico, India, Costa Rica, the States, especially over the last few years. So I felt some kinship with you um, hearing you talk about these things. Uh, can, I, written- can I just say one thing? And I, I, I'm, I'm repeating this point a lot for people. Your story to me, is equally as fascinating as somebody that stormed a mountain in the Falkland mm. war. You know, this is why my life, I live in paradise is I love everything. I, I soak it up. It enriches my life and I learn from it and it's given me all the answers that the trap that people are falling into is they want to change the future like with all the World Economic Forum and mm-hmm. King Charles, and uh, but because they're locking themselves into just watching conspiracy videos all the time, mm. I'm, I'm, and you get naked, you get negative. Yeah, it sucks the life out of you. It definitely what, does. And what happens is, and we've all done it. We've all done it. You know what happens is it locks you into fourth fourth dimension consciousness, mm-hmm. which is still in the matrix. Urge people watch all of our podcasts, folks. I choose my guests and invite mm, them for a mm, reason. Mm, it's because mm. they're bloody legends. Oh, they, they, yo, you know, you have access to an area of life I haven't, mm. and either I've got to go to uni and study, you know, economy, mm. how to be an economist, or, or I invite you on my show, yeah. and in an hour I get, you know, yeah, uh, you get you definitely. I get a yeah, good flavour of it, you know. You can get a really good understanding uh, um, of a of a topic in an hour if if you yeah if you focus and uh, on on the on the core issue and you contextualise everything properly. So basically, it's giving people a base level of income in under the guise that look, if we give everyone, let's just say arbitrary figure, fifteen grand a year. That's the bare minimum anyone needs to live. If we give everyone that, then technically we've eradicated poverty mm-hmm. and 
and strife is is this yeah. right well yeah i mean that's part of it so if i'm going to make the two best arguments for the ubi is one the system's really complex and just giving everyone the same amount of payment would save on a lot of government bureaucrats and things like that so we just mail shot out straight into your bank account one one thousand pounds every month bob's your auntie and that would save on administrative costs and complexity. Number two, the current system creates poverty traps where people aren't allowed to work more than 16 hours a week, for example, or they'll lose their housing benefit, they'll lose their whatever, whatever welfare they're on. So they don't want to work more because then they'll take home less. So the idea is with a UBI, no matter how much money you're making, if you go out and work more, then you'll then you'll earn more, so that will do away with these poverty traps. That's uh, nice on the face of it, I suppose. Another thing is you could call poor people parasites because everyone's getting a thousand pounds, or as you said, a, a little bit more than that. You said fifteen grand a year. Um, or people could retrain, people could be artists, people would have more freedom. Okay, that's what it looks like. First of all, I'm not really convinced that the UBI will first of all stay the same sum of money for everyone because after a while it's easy enough to go well I'm a single mother I should have a higher UBI and and people go yeah I mean that's fair oh I have to travel so far to work my my transport costs will be included oh yeah yeah why does everyone get the same UBI it should be now we're back to the same administrative complexity of the system the set, so it might not. The second thing is, I don't really think it's going to stay universal, right? We just saw what happened with this um, um, over the last few years, where people were people who've always said, "Oh, uni- healthcare is a right. Everyone should be get healthcare." Blah 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 blah. Suddenly started going. Well, if you didn't take these lollipops, then you should be entitled to go to a hospital because you're risking them. These are people that were telling me that I don't care about people because I don't think the government should provide healthcare because I didn't think that the government should give out massive handouts to Big Pharma for treatments that, that don't have a good basis in science or pay people to treat diseases that are preventable. I thought maybe instead of paying billions and billions a year on treating type 2 diabetes, why don't you have some programs to prevent diabetes in the first place, which have been shown to work, by the way, but then they always get shut down because they lose the hospital's money. If you live in London, what's it good having the same basic income as someone who, who, who say, lives in rural Cornwall? Because the price of living in London... Yeah, I guess that, that for the UBI purists, the, they'd well, say, well, good, because that would encourage people to move out of London and go live in Cornwall for a, for a cheaper life and whatnot, and maybe everything shouldn't be centred around London. But in the long term, start with, like, if you commit a if you litter in the park, they'll go, do you know what? Taking it to court is too expensive. What we'll do is if anyone's caught littering or throwing their cigarette butt, we'll just take some of their UBI away the next month instead of putting them through court and fining them. And we all go, oh, that sounds like a good idea. 
but that's just where it starts. The next thing is you right now you got taken off Twitter. I'll probably never get around to calling it X for having politically incorrect opinions. It's only a short road from if you drop litter in the park, we're going to dock your UBI to the banning. You know, we, we ban people on Twitter for having the wrong opinions. Well, we can just remove your UBI. Now, this is going to be especially the case. All We've already seen that people have been bribed into loving the government. And during the pandemic, they bribed people with their own money or other people's money to stay at home. If they weren't allowed to give people money to stay at home, people would say, if I don't work, I don't eat, I don't want to be forced to be at home. So this is a stupid idea, right? Instead, we've got this cost of living crisis, which is actually a cost of lockdown crisis. So um, when you shut down the economy and print lots of money, obviously the price of goods and services are going to go up. It's just basic supply and demand. You made less stuff and then you printed a bunch of money. That's a lot of demand for stuff and there's less stuff chasing the money. So obviously the prices are going to go up. We, so that was kind of like a, a trial run. If you're very poor, you're likely to go along with whatever the government says because you still want to receive your UBI. If you're someone like you or me um, who runs a show online where they talk about things that people might not like, you might be disinclined to say this thing or that. You're already disinclined to say this thing or that thing because YouTube will literally censor you if you disagree with certain public health institutions or other things. They'll take your videos offline. So that already makes you not want to say certain things. I write a lot about the economics of healthcare and how a lot of what we call healthcare is just the government giving people's tax money to rich corporations. Um, how's, how's that relevant? Um I can't remember what I was about to say about it. Well, no, you um, just made it, you know, yeah. just to clarify here, you become very malleable and, and um, in, um, controllable, don't you? Because as we saw um, with the last three years, how many people went, oh, but but I have to do it because of my job. That's so and, true. And That's it, so and, true. And it'll be, I'll have to do it. Good point. I'll have to do it because of my universal basic income. Go, go on. The last three years, no you didn't have to do it because of your job, because it wasn't a law. Okay, mm -hmm. you chose to do it because you thought it would make your life easier. I'm talking about That's the people. Right. I'm talking about the people that were uh, aware of what was really going. I'm not talking about the masses that that just went along because they they thought it was going to you know make yeah. make their life safe. I'm, I'm, and here's the thing. Well, if people volunteered to go along with something that they that they knew mm -hmm. they knew the ramifications of it could be catastrophic for them, their family, their children, but they they went along for a, for an easy what are people gonna do, right? And mm -hmm. this is everybody mm -hmm. when they get un everyone gets gets a universal basic income, right? right? And you might say, yeah, Chris, but it's, ju it's just an add-on because I already earn 100 grand. No. You get you used to it. 
you'll get used to it. You'll use that 15 grand a year to pay for your caravan in Cornwall or for your house in Portugal or your gym membership at a, a slightly fancier gym or whatever right. it may be. Right. You budget for it. And then when the government say, oh, God, by the way, guy, I say government, you know, we, I mean, the, the puppet government, when they say, oh, by the way, guys, you know, if you don't have the old Scooby Dooby, we're cutting you, you, you cut you. Even the people, you know, then it, especially if you, if that's all you're getting, you're only getting 15, you know, 15 grand. You've got three children to look after. You're a single parent. Da, 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 da. You, you know, you're going to, if you don't go along with the, 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 the whatever the, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be anything. And yeah, so with the, the healthcare stuff, um, sorry, yeah, and we're, we're even have, we're, we're even talking around certain things, right? On this show. And we're, we're not worried about losing our income. We're just lo- worried about losing a social media account. That that's how far it's got. So if you think, I mean, these people literally lied us into war in Iraq, right? They're can I, can I just correct you there? No, I'm worried. The reason that you know I use words like Scooby Dooby is I don't make any money from this platform. This, mm. That that goes to our yeah. e- e- editor. I get other stuff from you know, get, oh. you know, I I might get a public speaking gig once or twice mm. a year, which is just mm-hmm. helps me pay my bills i might sell a few a few books right. which i didn't do before um i might um you know be able to tell people look if you're struggling hit me up for some life coaching so right. i just didn't want people to think i'm that vain that I, I care about a social media account no i i know that's not what i mean i i, I know that this this is a source of you know when i say yeah, no, just I a get so, it. I, social I, media account yeah. i mean what I mean is we're trying to reach people and if we don't play within the rules of the platform, they'll take away our ability to reach people, right? What what's gonna happen when you get um when you have a UBI? Do you really believe that it's going to uh, remain universal even in t- 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years? The, the when you look at what's happening in China with the social credit score, why would they not tie this money to a social credit score? Oh, he's very charitable. Perhaps we should increase his UBI. He volunteers at the Rotary Club. He um, uh, trades as a medic and is giving people uh, lollipops or Scooby Doobies, um, depending. Uh, that that. That's that's very good. He's a good little citizen. This happened in the Soviet Union, the way, and it was very, very beautifully put forward by Anne Rand in her book *We the Living*, where she showed people who knew it was nonsense would suck up to the party and engage in all these non-productive educational activities promoting the party line. And then they get privileges, they get a nicer house, they'd be able to go into someone else's house and take it. And this is, it's weirdly comes full circle back to what I said earlier on, where I said, there's been times in my life where I've not had much money, but it helped me to listen to myself better 
and focus on hearing my own voice and doing things just because they were fulfilling, not for a reward. This is going to be the, the opposite of that. That book, We the Living, shows how the government controlling the economy corrupts people's personalities because instead of having relationships with each other where they want to provide value for value, they have this relationship with the state where they do what the state says and that because they they depend on it. You know, recently there was a news article here saying that Scotland had waged a war on landlords because they put all these regulations in. Now to just remain a landlord, you're going to have to make all these um, things, differences to the flat, which might cost £8,000 or more uh, to follow the regulations. Who's going to pay for that? It's the tenants. This comes back to what I said before, resentment of the of anyone who's doing better than you. Oh, they saved up and they they afford a second property. Well, fuck them anyway. They're just landlords. Regulate them to death. They're going to need to take. They're going to need to pass those expenses onto the tenants. The consequence of this is rather than have an extra property which gives them rent, they they won't need to rely on a handout from the government. Now they're going to have to rely on their state pension. That's another person that's relying on the government. That's what they want. If you're relying on them, they control you. The only people who are going to be allowed to own property are rich conglomerates that have the money to hire a lawyer and an actuary and an accountant and this and that. No private landlords, just big corporations that own all the houses and they and they'll rent it to you. But people are so resentment, so full of resentment, you know, to anyone who oh, that's shocking that they can have a second income from a property. I can't, so they shouldn't be allowed to. People are building their own prison and this UBI thing is like, well, you know what, you know, why shouldn't I just be able to sit at home and write crap poetry and then go to the go to a cafe and read it out? Why should I have to contribute anything to the well-being of one of other people in order to cohabitate the society? So yeah, I fear that people's uh, yeah just resentment um, of others is is leading them into the gulag. Basically, you'll 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 be ha- you'll own nothing and be happy. That's what the guy at the World Economic Forum said um, explicitly. They say, here's the thing, 15-minute cities. You were talking about going to Antarctica. You'd be bloody l- lucky to go down to Cornwall, mate, right? They're going to – if you you leave your designated area, they'll turn your UBI off. And I wrote this like six Years ago, or something like that, the essay "Universal Basic Income" that before any of this stuff happened, before the banning people on social media got really bad, before cancel culture got really bad, before they did actually pay people to stay at home. That's what grounding in economics helps you do. Sometimes predict the future. Unfortunately, the future um, predicting the future isn't always. Uh, um, it's a bit of a thankless task and it's sometimes uh, it, it doesn't look good the way you see things heading. The globalists are really reeling people in, aren't they, by putting up this thing that your life is going to be better, which in kind of technically in the short term, I mean, 
bloody hell i'd love a universe yeah i'd love to get a thousand pounds a week in the mail if anyone wants to send it to me just email me privately and i'll give you my address but then when it suddenly suddenly gets linked to your digital identity yeah your health passport central banking digital currency the social credit system can i say can i say something on that there's a a wonderful book that everyone should read it's called god god no 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 it's it's another one it's called wild swans three generations of of women under mao right oh that was amazing that book yeah so eye-opening people have no idea what happened in china and how horrendous it is how horrendous it was but it's it's still happening i mean it's it yeah yeah this 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 control is not changed but in that book amongst all the nonsense that went went on during those years one of the things was they had this young man on on poster boards you know what america's called billboards and he his young man was called like i don't know let's just give him a name lee chung Right. It's probably a bit more of a Hong Kong name, but anyway, and and on the billboards, it's a picture of this like cheesy little schoolboy with his cap on, and he'd be helping old ladies across the road, and he'd be mm-hmm. running after someone who dropped their wallet, and he'd be, mm-hmm. you know, be mm-hmm. like Lee Chung. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, just I I can't really explain it, but imagine that that attached to a social credit system that kind of mentality right. which is exactly I, I think is what we're seeing yeah. so the, it's one of the ways to initiate people into the central banking digital currency isn't it you have to have the cbdc to get your free grand every month and um people will sign up because they don't want to be the only one who has free money who doesn't get the free money which isn't of course free because you have to tax people for it and of course all of our wealth was generated the reason why we're so much more affluent than our grandparents were was because everyone worked and created all the bridges and the highways and the machinery that we benefit from so then we want to not engage in creative work which means that our um grandchildren will not benefit from a more affluent life because there's so many dimensions to the UBI and there's a lot of economic arguments against it but I feel like the sociological argument is the really is the one you can see how all these pieces fit together right 15 minutes so UBI get people onto their government approved bank account so only with the government approved bank account can you get the free money if you don't um if you do the kind of things that get you banned on social media it won't just be a social media ban they'll take away some of your money um your anticipated income which you've come to depend on you might not want to say certain things on certain platforms uh, even if you're fairly well to do you adapt to having that money there then um, it's uh, then if you leave your you know your 15 minute city or whatever they just turn your official bank account off you're not you won't be able to spend the money that they give you 
or that that you have in your government approved bank account unless you're in the approved area where you're allowed to live you'll need a permit to go down to cornwall so this is what's going to happen unless we stop it unless we stop it just say your 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 card linked into the big grid Mm -hmm. will know Mm -hmm. when you're outside the fifth and it will cease it will cease to function so unless we stop it that's the direction that things are going in i'm not saying that they have to go in that direction but this is this is the trajectory of society right now the more people that are dependent on the government like my dad when i sent him that thing about landlords he said oh they don't realize it goes against them because a lot of people will have to um rely on government assistance if they can't have a second property which they rent out so that's creating more government spending i'm like ha 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 you poor soul you're so naive as though that's a bad thing for them what they want is a huge public sector because everyone that's in the public sector automatically supports the existence of government Uh, a huge number of people on welfare because everyone on welfare automatically supports there being a government as much as they say oh we hate the government this we hate that government that they will fundamentally support having a big state because they're dependent on it then a bunch of university professors to propagandize people into thinking um the state's a good idea and then you have some amount of people working in the private sector and they're the minority they're taxed like a cash cow to pay for everyone else and if they say this isn't fair i don't want to and pay so many taxes everyone will go you tory you selfish individual all you think about is yourself uh, and actually <laughs> somehow it's uh, selfish to want to keep your own money which you've hard- worked hard to earn but it's not unselfish to want to live off the back of people who are um who are working hard and actually creating stuff which allows for the wealth to tax people and and give them welfare and 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 I have this like bloated public sector the more people who are dependent on the government the better that's how they control you people on the free market shop around for the best service at the pe- best price when they give you out things you just need to take what you get get you don't have any freedom you don't have any choice um you know and that, that that's that ties into the healthcare stuff you know they've propagandized everyone you 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 just get you you're not going to get the kind of ph based solution that you were talking about no they're just going to pay a bunch of pharma companies like uh yeah, we we'll, we'll come back to that on another show i'm sure i think we've just about covered it anthony haven't we mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i think if we go any more we, we might be kicking the ass out of it a bit so uh, right. uh your book universal basic income folks will put a link for it below so you can grab yourself a copy please do anthony look forward to getting you back on the show because i know there's a quite a few things but yeah. before we go we need to offer a positive solution hmm it's interesting because <laughs> crisis creates opportunity and it and it does well i mean the the thing is when you can see the coherent picture of how this fit, fits together you can p- paint quite a good picture for people now the world economic forum are saying all of these things on their website 
they want they, they want the CBDC, they want this and that, that and the other. So it's no longer in the realms of conspiracy theories. I am, um, as I said, I, I write on this the the pharmaceutical industry. I get on all the pol- conspiracy theory podcasts. The thing is, I only quote official sources. I demonstrate that the official sources are admitting this stuff. So we are at a point where you can you can just basically demonstrate to people that this is going on. I kind of agree with you. You have to start with your own life. You need to get your own house in order. Focus on what you can change. I don't worry about everything that's going on in the world because I have a sense of purpose in life. I like writing about the pharmaceutical industry and I hope can hopefully prevent people from taking some drugs that they, they won't need to take. Drink your green juice, go to the gym, get good relationships with people. You can connect with people through podcasts like this so you don't feel like you're sane in an insane world. And find out something that you can do to make a contribution. I feel like I don't feel depressed. I don't get depressed listening to conspiracy theory podcasts because I've got good friends. I I write. I love doing that. I like helping people. And uh, I'm just getting on the on the train. I'm doing everything I can to lead the to help to aid in the effort. A couple of things. Um, I I should give a little plug for the book. Why should you read it if you know all this stuff? The book isn't just about UBI. It's quite short. Um, it is a really, really, really good introduction to economic reasoning. I give the arguments for something and then I take them down and systematically dismantle them or show. the. So it also has a bunch of solutions for poverty that um, involve less government rather than more. I think it'll take you a few hours to read. It's not that long. And you the bang for your buck in terms of information you'll learn and a certain way of thinking you'll learn from it is very good. Plus, it's a very nicely written book and there's some laughs in there. So I definitely recommend it. The other thing you can do is go to 7pharmamyths.com, 7 pharma, like farm pharmaceutical company, P-H-A. Yeah, you, you know how to spell that. And myths like Greek or Roman mythology the number seven, pharmamyths.com. You can get a free ebook and that will help me let you know when the when the when the bigger book on Big Pharma comes out as well, because I'll be able to um to let you know. So uh those are my plugs. Anything else to say on keeping positive and changing the world through positive mindset? Support channels like this. Mm-hmm. Support your own spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. Wake up every day in paradise. Don't buy into this nonsense. Don't buy into the fear. Live your life as a massive, massive legend, because if you haven't realized you're a massive legend yet, you've you've got a bit of work to do because, you know, your universe, you don't get more legendary than that. And this is how we win. It's called spiritual battle. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you raise your energy and you vi- raise your vibration and your happiness and your frequencies and, you put out a much better option for other people than the World Economic Forum do and the big pharmaceutical companies do. And when enough people are understanding that we change, if we want to change the future, you can only do it through energy, vibration, and frequency. You, you know, 
you 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 you're mm-hmm. not going to change the world economic forum you're just not the dark entities are always going to be there they'll disappear as the wf and they'll reform as something that's else. right they'll come back at you again and they'll come back at you again it's only when you win the spiritual battle that they cease to have effect on you and let's make it popular because i think living in paradise as opposed to the 99.9% who live in fear and control uh i think living in paradise is just a much much better option um i, I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to and yeah. and i think that that being in this good place is is the way forward for our children and i think like when you look at the way we did this podcast we could go like kind of heavy on the information but you can get that from books you can get that from articles we we covered the topic but we connect as humans and people like the banter and things like that and see that this is the kind of way that you can be in the world when you're connected to yourself and when you listen to the podcast you're part of the conversation because you're going ah oh, ha ha Chris and Anthony are getting along well. That means we're creating a good vibe together. Some people believe that we live in a multiverse and every possible conceivable future will happen. But which conceivable future you go into depends on your vibration, which is why if you get into the fear, then you need to learn not to be fearful. So you'll get attracted into a reality that's uh, that's fearful. And if you overcome the fear, you won't have the need for this mis- manifestation of dystopia, so you go into a different version of reality. Now, I don't know if all that is true, but I know that when I, let's say, raise my vibration, life seems to go well for me, and it's hard. And this, and it's hard to be pessimistic about the future because you think, "Wow, things are going really well. It's beautiful to see the spread of of the good vibration." It definitely can't help you or anyone else to get into the negativity. So while we want to be aware of the dark, as you say, they're always going to come at you. But Bruce Lee said, don't pray for an easy life, pray for the strength to withstand a hard one. So without those um, dark forces, everyone might just get weak. You know, we need to be here. We need to be legends. We need to be strong. We need to be warriors. So we don't um, retreat in the face of evil, but we proceed ever more stridently, um, you know, with with love in our hearts and with a mission to bring whatever our talents allow us to bring to help in the fight. Brilliant. Absolutely spot on. Anthony, on that note, can I thank you massively for coming on the show? We're going to put all your, your links below. Stay on the line just so I can thank you properly. Um, to our friends out there, wow, what a guest. Absolutely thoroughly enjoyed that. I always like a uh, a bit of banter back and forth. And um I, that's where I think the the thing I think the learning is. It, friends, if you could please like and subscribe, and if you could support our Patreon, it's $1.99 a month. And mm-hmm. I, I think guys like us are worth it. And I, mm-hmm. I, I know you do. And always remember even though it's half the price of a cup of coffee. So you're going to have to go like without one cup of coffee next month. You need to get an Americano instead of a latte. No no caramel syrup, people. (laughs) Um, Remember, the more you give out in life, the more kindness from your heart, the more 
the more you get back. Remember everything you have to spin. What they teach you is the more greed and the more you cling on to your, your money and your wealth, that, that's going to make, well, that's where they are, isn't it? So mm-hmm. if you could consider supporting the Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. And that just leaves me to say, much love. See you soon. Thank you. Friends, thank you for listening to the Bought the T-Shirt podcast. Please like, subscribe and share. And don't forget to follow me on social media. Username, Chris Thrall. Instagram, Chris.Thrall. Thank you.